0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. But some of his teaching, of course, I'm being sarcastic, never works when you're preaching, so don't try it. Um, but when, well, what I'm saying is, in Matthew chapter 6, he's, the Sermon on the Mount is probably one of his most famous teachings, and we get a lot of stuff through the Sermon on the Mount and teaching, and so... And we get the Lord's Prayer. Who's heard of the Lord's Prayer? I think most of us have heard of the Lord's Prayer. I went to St. Mark's Church School in Wellington by the Basin Reserve next to Wellington Boys College. And uh, I learned the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, your kingdom come. And, and it keeps going. You, don't, you think I've forgotten that day. Well, I may have. But anyway. <laughs> but it goes to Matthew chapter 6 and he teaches us the Lord's Prayer. And so I want to go through the Lord's Prayer a little bit this morning and just to show you how easy it is to pray. That we don't have to have this articulate speech. That we don't have this, this, this amazing, oh Lord help thee and, and, and come and bless thy and all this sort of stuff and using the and King James version of prayer and all that. That's okay if you're into that. I'm, I'm happy about that. But you know one of the best prayers that you can ever pray is help. It's just help. I think not, not Lord. I need you to stretch out Thy hand over my life and help me. then you know, that helps. Good. You don't need to have articulate prayer. You you just need to reach out to Jesus, and He'll hear your voice. You can say, "Help, Lord, you know, Lord, like, Lord. I need you, Father. Come and ha- do something in my life. I answer this prayer." And we we can we can pray to God because He listens. Anyway, let's go to Matthew. Chapter six. And Father, as we're doing that, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and minister through this message. Holy Spirit, help in Jesus' name. Amen. It says this, and when you pray, I like that. Let's just stop there. And when you pray, I want to encourage us that we pray. I wanna I wanna say, Let's pray. It's not like if you pray or maybe you should pray. This is the teachings of Jesus. And he's just assuming that they pray. Uh, as, a, as a pastor of the church, uh, it's, it's sort of a, an assumption from Desiree and Maya's point of view is that we pray as a church. But here's the thing is I know that the devil wants to stop us from praying. I know that even in my own life, we can get busy. And we can, it can be like the first thing that goes off the, the to-do list or the I need to get this done list. And then the next thing generally is the fitness. Anyone with me on that one? It's like, oh, and then suddenly we've got to do the dishes, we've got to make lunches, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, got to get to this meeting, got to do that, get back to home, pick up the kids from school, get back, cook dinner, get them into bed, wash them every now and then, and do some washing every now and then, and, uh, and then get into get, 10.30, you're, you're stuffed. And it's into bed, and we wake up again at 6. And there's the cycle of life. But God wants to put the prayer in our lives. Prayer to believe for so much more. But anyway, let's go back to Matthew chapter 6. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the streets corners to, the, uh, to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to the Father who is, is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done is in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on blabbling as pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. I love that. I love that. Look, the Lord already knows. He already knows what you need. Right now, you're sitting there going, all right, what, is he, what do I need? God knows. God knows your situation. God knows the struggle you're having right now. God knows the very provision that you need. God knows the healing that you're needing. God knows the wisdom that you're, that you're needing. God knows everything about you. But what he wants to know is he wants to hear you ask. He wants to hear you ask. Like I, I know uh, my sons want a whole lot of stuff. I know that because they, they ask all the time. They ask all the time. But I believe God wants you to ask. If we don't ask, we don't get. It's one of my favorite things. I always say to people in the business place, "Who are who It's like I always ask for pay rises. Always. Every six months, when I was a an apprentice builder, I asked for a pay rise. Did I get them? No, but every year I got one. But if I wasn't asking for a pay rise, I wasn't going to get one, because I know what boss is just going to go and hand out money. Some some do, but hey. But if you don't ask, you're not going to get. And so I want to encourage you, ask God. He knows everything that you want before you even need it. Isn't that an amazing thought to go, man, that's awesome that God already is interested in my life so much. All He wants, though, from me is for me to ask. I reckon we've got to have a big ask in life, a big ask. We can believe for anything. You know, what are you believing for in your life right now? Is it a promotion? Is it, is, it, is it a family? What are you believing for? I pray there's faith in your asking this morning. Are you believing for, I, I, I can guarantee, I think, I'm not sure, and I'm not going to be proud, proud, proud in this, but I know Nicole put her hand up this morning for prayer. And I reckon what she put her hand up for prayer was for wisdom and leading around youth and shout. I'm just guessing. I haven't spoken to her this morning and I haven't set this up. But I, I know because she's part of leading youth that I, I just think I know what she's praying for this morning. So I just stood on stage and I prayed for her. And 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 I believe that's what she was praying for. And and when it comes to shout, what are we believing for? This conference coming up, oh, we're just believing for a good time for the young people. Yeah, we are believing for a good time for young people. Are we believing that we're going to give their parents a break? Yeah, we're going to give their parents a break. Uh, are we believing that they're going to have encounters with, with the Holy Spirit? Yeah, so where's our ask? As a, as a parent, I'm asking God, Lord, Lord, encounter my kids. Encounter my kids. Every night when I put them to bed, our Lord, I say, Lord, give them Holy Spirit-filled dreams. Lord, give them Holy Spirit-filled dreams. Give them Holy Spirit-filled dreams. I pray you have a big ask when it comes to Jesus, not something else. Andrew Naismith, giggling. That. <laughs> I pray we've got. <laughs> All right. I think we. I, I reckon we've got to have a big ask. Yeah. Who's got a big ask? Ar- <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> so they didn't mean to come out like that. Sorry about that. But let's have a big ask. I've got to move on. (laughs) The maturity level in this place is dropping. Where are we at? So Matthew chapter 6, it goes on and it says the Lord's Prayer. So this morning, we answer this question. Lord, I want to be a bread of prayer. Lord, I need to pray more. Let's take condemnation off ourselves. I want to give us just some real quick, um, helpful hints on how I pray and how I'm asking God to lead me through the Lord's Prayer. So when we get to the Lord's Prayer, the first thing I start off with thanking and praising God. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Lord, You're awesome. You're amazing. Thank You, Jesus. Who's got th- something? Who's got something to thank Jesus about today? Who's got something to praise God about today? So there's always a great place to start, and, and Gareth shared it in the earlier service when we were having communion to psalm hundred enter into his gates with thanksgiving, come into his courts with praise whenever we 're starting off our prayer, I, uh, my prayer I, I like to praise and I like to thank God. I also it goes on and says, uh, um, "Your kingdom come, I love to start with thanksgiving and praise, but then I love to seek." The, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the words of knowledge, prophetic insight for what God wants to do in and through me for that day. I say, Lord, show me where, to, where you lead me today. Show me what you want to speak into today. I ask for the Holy Spirit to be active in my life. I pray that's something that you desire. The Bible says to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It says it's a good thing. Who likes to desire something? I know some of you have desired some things. I know know that flat screen TV that you desired, you schemed and you got it. Other people desiring other areas in life. Maybe you desired a family. Maybe you desired uh, great grades or anything like that. You know how to desire stuff. But the Bible says to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they're for edifying and and, and lifting up people and encouraging one another. You know, that that lady on, on, I think Thursday night again. I just said, Lord, show me. Give me words of knowledge that can help someone be set free. And and I desired the gifts and I was able to step into the gifts. Here's the thing, you can too. You can too. But it comes from a place of asking Lord, asking the Lord in prayer and through prayer. And so I start off with thanksgiving and praise. I start off with praying to God, praying to the Lord and seeking spiritual gifts and spiritual wisdom. I ask, I ask Him to lead me. I put my trust in and my and my plans and his his way, why because his thoughts are higher than my thoughts, his ways are higher than my ways. I pray that when you pray you you can learn how to trust god, and that's that can be a scary thing it can be a, it can be hard sometimes, but it's going to take faith and so I encourage you this morning, step out in faith, so real quickly, going through I thank and I praise God, I pray to, to that his kingdom I seek spiritual uh uh, activity, I ask Him to lead me, and I put my trust in Him. Uh, I believe for His provision on my life. Because how many times do we worry about provision on our life? Are we worried about this, and we're worried about how we're going to pay that, and, and how we're going to... But the Bible says is pray about it. Pray about it. Not to worry about everything, but pray about everything, and the peace of God will come over your life. I think that's uh, Philippians 4, something... I can't remember, sorry, but it's in there. But pray about it, believe for his provision. Here's the next one, I, I repent. When we go through the Lord's pre- pre- prayer, it says, forgive uh, those who have trespassed against you. Sometimes you're gonna have to learn to repent. In fact, sorry, not sometimes, all the time. I <laughs> praise the Lord for that one. Anyone ever been offended, put your hand up. Uh, if you haven't, put your hand up. You probably will be one day. And you're going to have to ask the Lord to help you to forgive. Because if you don't, the Lord won't forgive you. That's what the Bible says. It's not what I'm saying. It's what the Bible says. So I ask in my prayer, I say, Lord, show me how to forgive. I hand this. I release all my judgment, and I give it over. And then the last area of, of my simple prayers, uh, just protect me from temptation. The, Bible, the whole, um, Lord's prayer says, lead me not into temptation. It's just a simple way to help us to start off our prayer life. Maybe you've never really had a, had a prayer life. Well, I, I pray that these simple little um, tips will help you. So that's thanking and praising God, praying for the, uh, to seek spiritual gifts, asking Him to lead me, trusting in Him, uh, believing for His provision, repenting and asking for forgiveness, and protecting from temptation. Because here's the thing, God wants us to pray. God wants us to ask God wants us, when we ask, He wants to give. He wants to receive. And so that's just a, a, some, some little thoughts that I had around prayer. But I want to I talk to us about three things this morning in the time that we have. And I'm sure we'll get through them. Because at the end, I, want us to, I just want us to get into a place where we pray. Who's believing for the city? I'm believing for the city. But I'm also believing for my family. I'm believing for your family. And so I'm praying this morning. So the three areas that I want us to uh, uh, speak into or share this morning is, uh, number one is speak and declare through your prayer. So speak and declare through your prayers. Number two is make time to pray. And number three is have faith to receive. I reckon we, we need to receive. And so let's go through these Real quickly, this morning, we're going to use Mark chapter 11, so if you've got your Bible, open it up to Mark chapter 11, then there's uh, some passages in there that we're going to use. Are we all good? Yeah. All right. Mark chapter 11, um, verses 11 to 25, we're not going to read all of it at this moment, but we'll we'll read some and then stop. And so Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the 12 disciples. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say this. So here's the thing. I mean, I've read the scripture a few times. And I just think it's unfair. I mean, it's, I can understand. Jesus said he was hungry. And so maybe he was hangry. I don't know if you've heard this. There's some people in our, in the church that mix hungry and angry together, and it's an expression they get when they're hungry that's called hangry. I, I don't know about Jesus. I mean, I'm, I'm, Jesus is awesome, but I'm like, why did you take out your day? Or Were you having a bad day? I'm not sure. Did he have his coffee in the morning? I'm not sure. But it got to this point where there's this fig tree, and it's done nothing. And in fact, the scripture even says, it's not time for it to have fruit. I'm like, leave it alone. It's done nothing. Like we do this anti-bullying program, Jesus, you need to come and listen to it. Not really, but I'm not telling Jesus what to do, by the way. But it's always, it's always made me think. I'm like, why? What, what is up with this fig tree? What is it about Jesus and what was he trying to do? It's always good to ask questions like this when we just read things, not to just go, oh, I don't understand that. Let's move on. And, and it goes on. But, but the first thing I want us to think about this morning, though, is that we need to speak and declare what we're praying for. So Jesus spoke to this fig tree. You will never produce fruit again. And if you've got your Bibles open to Matthew, oh, sorry, Mark 11, that'll be good. I'll get mine there real quickly. So because it goes down and it says this in verse 20. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you curse has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you, you can say to a mountain, you'll be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. You can say. You can say. Like, I'm, up, I'm okay with people meditating in prayer. I'm okay, and I'm, I'm okay with that, and there's a time for that, and being still and knowing that He is Lord. But today I want to say, I believe there's power in your declaration There's power in what you speak out. I actually believe that this is purely an example, that Jesus is giving the disciples an example. This is what you can say. You can say to anything. You can say to anything. You can say to this mountain, and mountains were uh, an illustration of kingdoms. So you can tear down kingdoms and it will be moved. You can say to anything. Joshua in chapter 10, verses 12 to 13 Let's read that. This is awesome. Like Joshua's doing all these battles, going through and defeating different kings. And it says, On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, Let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Aijalon.' So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Uh, and, it, and it's recorded. But isn't Joshua just comes out and he's like, "Son, stand still. Anyone feel like they don't have enough time in the day? Who would like more time in the day?" Uh, I mean, he, Joshua, just again, he's what he came out and he declared. He declared. Um, another another well-known piece of Scripture is in 1 Kings, verses 18, which, which is Elijah uh, coming up against the prophets of Baal. Let's read that, verses 36 and 38. At the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed. He prayed out loud. He wasn't like, now, again, I said there's a time to be meditative. There's a time to be still and know God. But it comes up to this point. He says, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. Man, I pray there's something that is stirring in your spirit to go, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I can declare. I'm praying for my family. I've got a mom that's been saved, praise the Lord. I've got an auntie and uncle that's been saved. I've got a niece and a nephew that are saved. And I'm the first generation Christian in my family. But I've still got, I've got a father, I've got a stepmother, I've got my stepfather, I've got my uh, three half-brothers. I've got all my uncles and aunties, all the other ones on the other side. Man, they need prayer. And Lord, I'm, I'm walking around, I'm praying, Lord, I pray for my family. Lord, save my family. Lord, you save my family, save my family, save my family. Because there's, there's something in my spirit because I love them. I pray there's something in your spirit. That stirs you up to go. You know what? I'm going to pray. So when we pray, speak and declare. Speak and declare it. I've been walking through many different with well, some of you through many different situations. I want to say, keep speaking and declaring your promises. Keep de- keep declaring your promises because they are yes. And amen. Maybe you feel like you're on the edge of the cliff, and you're just holding on to a promise. Well, the promises of God are yes and amen. Grab hold of them, hold on to them tight, and never let them go. And never let them go. Be like ask for the courage, like the 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 woman with the issue of blood of 12 years. She held on, and she held on. She's like, no, if I can just touch the hem of Jesus, I know I'm gonna be healed. I pray this morning you could hold on and just touch the hem of Jesus in that promise. That there's something in your, in your declaration that says, you know what? God is alive. God is here. God is in me. We're going to see a blessing. We're going to see promises. We're going to see breakthrough. And we're going to see God move in our city. Amen? Yeah. We have, we're a little bit quiet this morning. We can be encouraging. It's all good. Because I, I believe this, that the, the devil wants to quiet our voice. He wants to quiet our voice. Are you like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, here's the thing. Anyone watched the rugby last night? A few of you. Some of you did. Some of you don't care. And like some of you are thinking, not another rugby illustration. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. I watched the game and the whole game. All I heard through the TV was, the Lions, the Lions. That I have never heard a crowd that passionate about something. Uh, It was uh, phenomenal how loud that crowd was coming through and how, how persistent they were. And even the captain at the end of the game said, yeah, the fans really lifted. The fans really helped us. So did one of the All Blacks getting sent off, but hey let it go, let it go, that's all right, but what, there's power in their declaration, see, the scripture I use a lot is in Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25, is let us think of ways to encourage one another, to spur one another on, who, who loves someone coming up to them and, and encouraging them, saying something good, man, it lifts you up, never ever let your voice be quieted, let it, Never never, ever let it shut it up, because that's what the spirit of intimidation wants to do, is to come against you and shut you down. But I really believe there's a time for us as a church that we've got to rise up and, and to start declaring stuff in prayer, start saying stuff out in prayer. All this last week, 7 a.m. in the morning, 7 p.m. at night, what we were we doing? We weren't praying just for ourselves. We were declaring stuff. We were declaring, we're praying over kids, we're praying over young adults, we're praying over youth, we're praying over everyone. Yeah. Why? Because we, believe, we have faith and belief in our declaration. Jesus just said to the fig tree, you will never have fruit again. And then we read later after, after when he goes to the temple that the disciples say, hey, oh, and Jesus says, hey, if you say to this mountain, it'll be removed. Jesus gave the disciples just a visual illustration of exactly what the power of your declaration can achieve all right let's keep moving um number two making time Uh, it's a struggle life is busy but life is only busy with what we prioritize and what you prioritize is, is what you'll be busy with I want to encourage you. this week, was it, was it easy to be here at 7 a.m. in the morning and 7 p.m. at night? No, it wasn't. Did Desiree and I have to work things out and, and shift some things around? Yeah, we did. I got up at 5.30 a.m. every day. Why? Because my job in the morning is make the lunches. Amen. I like, we make, I make the lunches for the kids. And I wanted to make the lunches for the kids. And so I get up, 5.30, and uh, Monday was good because Team New Zealand was on America's Cup, so I had that on and making the lunches. It was quite enjoyable at 5.30 a.m. But then Tuesday was getting a little bit harder. Wednesday, a little bit harder. Thursday, a little bit harder. Friday, a little bit harder. But I knew that I needed to shift things around. I needed to make time. Because every time I left at 8 o'clock or 8 p.m., or at 8 o'clock, It worked. Every time I left at 8 o'clock, I felt better. I felt so good about what we've achieved in the Spirit, what we've achieved in my own heart, and what, we've, what we agreed on, what our yes and amen was as a church. It's not convenient sometimes to pray, but man, I encourage us to pray. Uh, let's go to Mark chapter 11, verses 15 to 17. Here's the thing. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people, buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves, and he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, The Scriptures declare, My temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. You know, I think sometimes, though, when I read this scripture again, I'm like, well, he just cursed the fig tree. Maybe he was still a little bit upset. And he came in because I'm like, Jesus, what they were doing was trying to help people. I mean, having money changes there because different currencies coming in and to then to buy sacrifices to them give to you. I'm like, Lord, what's wrong with this? Isn't there something like, isn't this just being a little bit harsh? But then I, I really felt the Holy Spirit say to me, yeah, but the point is the temple's supposed to be used for prayer. Do all that stuff in another time. And, and I, I think sometimes, even, even as a church now, I say this as, as, as nicely, and, and this is not to bring condemnation, but can we turn the church today into a marketplace? Is there times where, we've, where we're, we're doing Rather than and rather than praying, I wrote this down early. Uh, I wrote this down as I was preparing this message: is Jesus was attacking a culture in the marketplace that was about what do we need to do, rather than praying about what needs to be done. I just say that again: Jesus was attacking a culture in the marketplace that was about what do we need to do, rather than praying about what needs to be done. Here's the thing: if if we turn up to church, to be on the hosting team and just smile. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But imagine if we turned up on to be and serve on the hosting team, and we prayed into it, saying, "Holy Spirit, I'm going to be in church today. I'm going to really believe that I can have a, a, a conversation with someone who just needs an encouragement, who just needs someone to hug them, who just needs someone to pray with them, who, who's, who's already prayed up and been ready ready to go, so that when they come to the come to the temple, that that someone is prophetically already charged up, ready to to pick up a situation." to love on someone. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, maybe, I, mean, I mean, I know this, and I'm proud of all of us as a church, but let's not, let's not just pray when we're on team. Let's pray into the life of the church. Let's believe for one another. You know, Imagine just if you hadn't turned up, prayed up for Kids Church, and you're out there and you're just a little bit angry, angry, or you're a little bit upset about something, and and one of the kids does something accidental, but then you then you respond in a way that just crushes that person, crushes that child. But maybe if you turned up and you prayed into it, and you and you're ready for it, saying, "Lord, I'm ready today to 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 love those kids and to encourage those kids and to speak into the life of those kids," and uh, and and something happens, you're like, "Oh, that's all right. How you doing? Great to see you." Was and just loving on kids. Wouldn't it be great if we turned up as a as a worship team, not just to play songs, and 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 be uh, not not that we do this, but to say play songs that go, Lord, today, someone's gonna be in here that just needs to be in your presence, that just needs to hear these words. And, Lord, I pray today that you'd use the gifts that are on our life to, Lord, create an environment of love and of grace and of, of freedom for one another rather than just turning up and just going, playing the songs good and relying on your gift, but believing through prayer. Because I believe that there's, there's times where we could probably turn the church into a marketplace rather than a temple of prayer. And I say that nicely as a pastor. Man, what would God do if we totally turned turn this place into a house of prayer? To a house of prayer. Many of you will know Bill Johnson and and Bethel Church in Reading, uh, California. Very like just God's moved them in a phenomenal way. But you know what? The years of prayer behind their their team and their, their and is is phenomenal. Like they're moving in phenomenal gifts right now. They're seeing cancer being healed, left, right, and the center. God's just moving. People are seeing, blind are seeing, the deaf will hear. People are just words of knowledge like this, like this, like this. People are getting set free. It only comes from making time to pray. But how much do you desire that, that, to step into that? How much do we desire? See, I wrote a few things down about prayer. See, prayer is the umbilical cord of faith. Prayer is the umbilical cord of faith. That it, it brings the life into faith. Prayer is the faith meter of expectation. I I, I can tell someone's expectation over a, over a, over an area by the way they pray. Prayer is the declaration of faith. I I, I like this one because I'm a little bit competitive, but just a little bit. And uh, I was like, prayer is the starting gun to the victory line. Prayer, prayer is what starts everything off. Don't try and just start a race without the starting gun of prayer going off in your life. If, if we don't pray, uh, he, he, this might sound harsh, but you shouldn't expect. If we don't pray, we shouldn't expect God to answer. Even though He knows everything that we're believing for, if we don't pray, I, I, I don't believe in and, and uh, you can if you want to challenge me on that, that's OK. I'll, I'm happy to learn as well, uh, biblically, but I, I reckon if we don't pray, wh- why should we expect? I pray that we should expect. Um, uh, prayer is the activation to the supernatural to impart the natural, to believe that God's going to move in something. You know, I, I love it. I, I, I love church. But we can love church and not even have God here. We can lose the language of faith. But there's got to be something that stirs up. I believe God wants to stir up our language of faith. Why? We, what we're doing now, every service, we're, we're finding testimonies. We're getting people to testify about the language of faith. Last week, Margaret's son getting his job. This week, Crystal. I know there's more people I wanted to share about that, that lady who got healed. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear the language of faith. But it's only going to come if we make time. Um, cool. Elijah, he, he, he made time. Again, in that First Kings chapter 18, what does it say? It says, says at the normal time of the offering. He made time. He made time. We've got Mary and Martha. We know the story well. But Mary made time uh Mary made time last night i I was just finishing off my message, and um we had just a stack load of dishes all over the over the um sink yeah that 's what it is bench and uh and and i 'm one of those people that really can 't sit down or relax or find my groove when if there 's a mess and so I said to the Lord Lord. I need to do this, but I'm going to make time to pray afterwards. And so I didn't go to sleep until 12:30 last night because I wanted to honor what I'd said. I was like, "Yeah, you've got to get some stuff done, but no way do I want to come into a Sunday without praying. No way. Well, I don't. Yeah, Amen. Is that cool? So there's there is Mary and Martha time. Peter and John in Acts chapter three. They were just going on their way to the temple for the three o'clock prayer meeting. And they see the beggar, and he says, "Silver and gold, I do not have. But in the name of Jesus, get up and walk." And he reaches out his hand and he lifts him up. See, on on our normal time of prayer, God will uh, God will do stuff in our life whether we were, we we're expecting it or not. So number two was make time. Number one was speak and declare. Last one, and our band can jump up. Thank you, and we will use you, and will you make you sing a song? They're like, you got us up, last service, and we didn't do anything. I'm just playing with them. They're good. They do a great job. Um, number three, faith to receive. Faith to receive. If we go back to Mark chapter 11, verse 24, and Cam's going to help me out this time. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. And and I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Come faith to receive. Faith to receive. We did the generosity series series, uh, recently and I talked about, man, when it comes to generosity, you got to believe that giving is also about getting To, to break this mindset of, no, I just give because we're supposed to give. No, there's a principle that you give and you will get. There is a fine line of motive and motivation behind it, but... It's like prayer as well. When you pray, believe that you're going to receive the answer. Believe that God's going to move. Believe that God's going to move in that situation. I tell you the truth, you can pray for anything. And if you believe you received it, you have it. You know, Friday, we're here at 7 a.m. in the morning and we've got a whole lot of young people, a whole lot of youth here. Why? Because they've been here a week, by the way, not just Friday. But seven thirty, they left, and they went around the international by the gate. What are they? They're praying because they're believing. They're going to see high schools impacted and saved for Jesus. When you pray, believe. When you pray, believe that God is going to move in your situation. Elijah, when he prayed, he's like, "Prove." this day Lord that you are our God he believed and fire from heaven came down and consumed that offering and we know if you don't know the story in 1 Kings 18 the prophets of Baal were were destroyed let's pray believing see this, this scripture helps me to believe, to receive Psalm 116 Verses one and two. It says this: "I love the Lord because He hears my voice, and my prayer for mercy, because He bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath." Man, just just think about that. When you pray, God bends down and he listens. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" What's going on? See, I got great, I got beautiful kids, beautiful kids. But uh, Ollie's a little bit quieter than the other ones, and sometimes he gets drowned out. But there's been times where he's like, Dad, I want to talk with you. And I'm like, Okay, son. And you're like, All right, you just jump down here and, Hey, buddy, how's it going? dad, I just want to talk to you about this alright, cool yeah, yeah, um, you'll do good alright see it's like that with God he wants to bend down and, and he, well not wants to, he does he bends down and he listens to you you can pray for anything and he'll bend down and he'll listen to you he knows everything that you need before you even ask for it but he just wants to hear you ask I man knowing that that just stirs me to want to pray more it stirs me to thank God more it stirs me to say Lord I need you You've put us in this world for a certain time, a certain moment. You made me first-generation Christian in my family. Lord, you you know what I'm praying for. But it warms my heart to know that you would take time to bend down and listen. He's listening to you. He's listening to you. He loves you. He loves you, but church... Imagine what would happen if we became a church that prayed, a church that believed. I love our church. I love our style of worship. I love our hospitality. I love our kids' programs. But if it doesn't have the anointing and the grace of the Holy Spirit in it, it's just a marketplace to me. I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying, let's be a church that prays. Let's be a church that declares and has something in our spirit. Not about a rugby game. I love competition. It's great. It gets the adrenaline going. But it's nothing more than getting the adrenaline going and seeking the Holy Spirit for words of knowledge and prophetic words to come and encourage someone and see, see 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 someone who's in pain released in god-given glory let's make time to pray if we don't make time to pray we we won't pray we just won't <laughs> maybe you're you're wired that way and you can do it come and pray for me because if i don't make time for stuff i just don't do it here's the the last thing faith to receive faith to receive Amen hey why don't we jump to our feet stretch your legs for a minute we're going to finish off but let's pray first let's pray I started off the message going you know maybe you've had thoughts I wish I was a better prayer oh I wish I prayed more we've got a little bit of time not a lot But in this moment, why don't you pray? Start off with thanking Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Ask Him. Ask Him. Holy Spirit, come and move in my life. Holy Spirit, come and move in my life. Show me. Praise you. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Just just ask. Pray, God. Your spirit moves. Ask him to lead you. Ask him to put your your trust in him. Believe for provision. If there's areas of unforgiveness, ask him to help you forgive and then forgive. And then ask him to protect you and lead you not into temptation. Then once you've done that, maybe start declaring some prayers declaring and believing maybe asking him for a, 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 an opportunity to go Lord speak to me about what, what you, when you want me to pray I remember clearly at Planet Shakers conference two years ago, three years ago Bishop T.D. Jakes was preaching and he says we're going to take up an offering and it wasn't just financial he just said we're going to do an offering God's telling you what you need to offer. And I clearly heard, clearly heard, heard the Lord say to me, I want you to offer, I want you to offer to me 5 a.m. in the morning. 5 a.m. to 6. And it says, until I tell you, you don't have to do it anymore. I want you to offer 5 a.m. to 6. So every morning I, I got up and I prayed from 5 to 6. Prayed from 5 to 6. you know during that time there was some of the most fruitful time in the life of the church stuff shifted people started coming but that was just because I said to the Lord show me and I scheduled it in I made time for it because prayer is, is a priority and then believe to receive amen if you can't receive something you carry pride Proud people can't receive. Proud people can't receive. Excuse me. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. that's no, all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. Just receive. You're a child of God. Maybe God just wants to bless you. Just receive. Believe to receive. Believe to receive. So Father, I thank you. For this amazing group of people, this beautiful church. But Lord, may we never ever turn the church into a marketplace. Would we always, Lord, keep you at the center of everything that we're doing? Would we believe to pray? We would dare to pray, dare to believe, Lord. The words of Smith Wigglesworth, Lord, dare to believe. We dare to believe for change in our family, for change in our workplace, for change in our community, Lord, for change in our own lives. Could we dare to believe, Lord? So, Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would stir something up in our spirit that would believe in you, Lord, to bring blessing into our lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipishurch.com.